finally, look, I'm back home, and look who it is. Hey, it's the return of Zuri. <laughs> are you happy I'm home? Are, are you happy? Yeah. She's happy I'm home, folks. <laughs> We're going to talk about some roster moves and more on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, look, we're part of the network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And this is Zuri. I think he wants to get down. So let me just say really quick, Zuri, you having a good time? Are you glad I'm home? Yeah, she's glad I'm home, and she'll be glad when I let her down so she can go run around. Well, oh, that was a long travel day. But anyway, um, thank you for watching. I am Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. Oh, glad glad to be back in familiar surroundings, as it were. <laughs> oh, Okay. So I think we got to catch up just a little bit and talk first about the latest roster moves that took place just this morning. And this was a weird one. There was a weird roster update that I kind of had to scratch my head about because out of all the defensemen to get called up, that was not the name I was expecting. First, the Ducks had to place Derek Grant on the injured reserve retroactive to November 3rd. So this was when he left early and Derek Grant is now out for the foreseeable future. He's been out for about a week. We'll see when he comes back. If he, I mean, he should come back, but we'll see when that is. As far as who got called up. Now, I'd been calling for, you know, certain guys get called up. Regenda being one of those guys and he did eventually get called up. Rocco Grimaldi, another guy that I was hoping would eventually get called up. Maybe even Drew, like Drew Hellison, Austin Strand. Oh, 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 okay, Austin Strand. I had to really like pause for a few seconds because there were so many other guys the Ducks could have called up. But hey, Austin Strand, the former Ontario Reign stalwart, former Los Angeles King. He's the one that gets called up. He's a big body guy, 6'3", 208. Probably more like 210, 215 because he can throw his weight around. So maybe this is part of the Verbeek plan. Maybe he just, he just wants those big, strong defensemen to eat up some minutes and takes, take a spot in the roster. Uh, more on Austin Strand. I'm very familiar with Strand because he spent a lot of time with the Ontario Reign over the past three seasons, he gets a lot of penalties. He gets into some scraps. This we know. He's got 49 points in 146 games with both the goals and the Reign dating back to 2018. He has spent some time in the NHL. Three assists in 21 career NHL games. So he's yet to score a goal in the National Hockey League. Kings and Rain fans will remember him uh, because usually it was Strand and Wags that would do some of the dirty work in Ontario. And Goals fans recall this all too well. And Austin Strand is still one of those guys in the minor leagues 
that is very good on the blue line can make the good play in the American Hockey League. NHL is still unproven, but I've always seen Austin Strand as one of those tweener guys. One of those guys that can, you know, do really well in the American Hockey League and maybe hang on in the National Hockey League. So another one of those tweeners, but I still think he can make some kind of difference and provide some kind of role. Maybe he can provide a spark for the Ducks. Who knows? I mean, I... Ay ay ay. I I really thought it was going to be Drew Hellison. I really really did. But nothing against Austin. Nothing against him at all. Like I said, he is still a great player and has already seen some good minutes with the goals. So we'll see where this goes. I mean, why not call Drew Hellison up? Maybe because Drew is still a little bit too young. That could be one reason. And Austin does have some NHL experience. And he is he has more of an NHL body by comparison. By comparison. As for Derek Grant, look, I know Ducks fans have been <sighs> clamoring for him to get out of the lineup. And I've been on the boat saying he does serve some kind of role. And Derek Grant, you know, he will be missed in the lineup. And who also we missed is Glenn Gaudan. Glenn Gaudan did get sent down. It's, it could have been a paper transaction, but I do think that Gaudan is probably going to go back to San Diego full-time. That's what I'm really thinking. So now that you have Gaudan back down, you have Regenda back up, and now you have Strand back up. Who's going to say, I do like Regenda's game a lot. I think he fits in perfectly with Ducks. Strand could fit well in that blue line in that sixth position. Or maybe the Ducks will be bold and say, hey, let's go 11-7 again. I could see Dallas Eakins doing that. And I wouldn't put it past him if he actually did go 11-7, dot, 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 again. He, he totally would do that, folks. Their next game is takes place on Saturday night against the Chicago Blackhawks, who themselves have been somewhat struggling, but still somewhat better than the Ducks. Hopefully the Ducks can finally get a victory on this, because it has been a long time coming. It's been a really, really long time since you know either team has had a good season. The Blackhawks... Haven't had a deep run since 2015 when they won it all. The Ducks since 2017. Both of them are in the doldrums. Let's see what happens. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. And you could definitely check out all those props and put down a little bit of money. If you're in any other state besides California, <laughs> oh, elections. Yeah, ironically that I'm here in California and we don't have online sports betting not allowed here. But if you live in a different state outside of California that maybe does allow online gambling, then be sure to check out Bet Online either on your mobile device 
or on your laptop. Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly, folks. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Let me move this a little bit closer. It's been a while since I've been here. It's been, what, 10 days? It's a long time. I will just talk briefly about my trip. I mean, I kind of documented it. It was a great trip to New York City running the marathon that was still fantastic still can't believe i got to do it that that was so cool and now that i'm finally back home i can kind of relax and say oh thank god i'm home just because it was a long travel day got overbooked had to wait in an airport for a very long time eventually got out couldn't fly into ontario had to fly to lax because there was no flights so that took a while you know, travel nightmares, they're still happening right now. But hey, at least I'm finally home and frankly, quite exhausted. <laughs> so we're we're going to keep this a very, very short episode today because I could still use a nap. I'm still on New York time. I'm still trying to, you know, get my bearings straight. I mean, spending a long time in an airport is not it. And try to put up an episode with lousy Wi-Fi, by the way. It sucks. That's why the audio side of yesterday's episode, bonus episode, went up, and the video side did it. So if you're on the video side, you're getting two episodes back-to-back. If you're on the audio side, it's just another day. It's back to normal. Nothing's different. Nothing's changed. And I know I have a lot of loyal audio listeners. Y'all are awesome. Okay, Let's talk about something else that I kind of alluded to a little bit before. And this is about revenge tours. I've said in the past that there are certain players that have their revenge tours against other teams. I'm thinking of one in particular that had a four-point night the other night against the Anaheim Ducks. That was, that, that was just painful, y'all. I mean, gosh, who would have thought, well, maybe some of you did, but who would have thought that a former Duck would have put a four spot on his former team? And of all the guys to do it, who would have thought, I mean, who on the bingo card did you have scoring four points last weekend against the Ducks? Hmm? Did you have Josh Mahura doing it? No, I didn't. I don't think anyone had Brandon Montour scoring four on the Ducks. I didn't. Still can't believe Brandon Montour pulled that off in Anaheim. Again, just providing the revenge tour. Why do I bring up revenge tours? Because going around the league, as I tend to do on Fridays, I had to go around the league because I saw something happen that just kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Even though he is part of the Vegas Golden Knights I still had to chuckle at the Jack Eichel revenge tour. Jack Eichel back in Buffalo for the first time in a while. 
and the fans were relentless with their boos. They were going completely nuts on Jack Eichel. And what does he go and do? Well, he goes and scores a hat trick in Buffalo. Very first goal that he scores. He has an empty wide open net, chips it in, and just does this. Looks around, looks up at the crowd, puts his arms up as if to say, how do you like me now? Hmm? How do you like me now? Puts his hands up. Then he scores a second one. Gets all pumped up. Stares at the crowd again. They boo even louder. Then he gets a 200 foot empty netter. And boy, you should have heard the crowd after that third goal. Jack Eichel scoring a hat trick on his old team. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. For Buffalo Sabres fans, that's got to piss you off. For Jack Eichel, that has got to be the most satisfying hat trick that he will ever have in his life. Even though Buffalo isn't like a top team like Vegas is, you know, Buffalo's still competitive and it's still Jack's former team. So why would he not be excited about that? Hmm? I would. I would totally be excited about it if I were Jack. So... Just wanted to kind of mention that around the league. And something else that I wanted to mention that was also around the league had to do with the Carolina Hurricanes. They are looking pretty good right now. I still have them as a possible top team in the Eastern Conference. They're right there with, you ready for this? The Devils. New Jersey is first in their division. And the Islanders are right there as well. And the Islanders are a sneaky good team. I mean, they had that 3-1 deficit down at UBS Arena Monday night that uh, myself and Sarah Avampato happened to be at. Great arena. Great, great arena. Isles are good. Carolina's good. Kochekov, I don't know if you saw that poke check he had the other night, but that was an amazing poke check he had. Great goaltending on that side. But on the east, I am still worried about Carolina. Islanders, they're always sneaky, so you got to watch out for them. And same with, I mean, Florida. We just saw Florida last weekend. Look how much they pummeled the Ducks. Boston still looks really good despite all of their shortcomings and what happened there, which I won't even get into. There are some good teams out there. <sighs> all right, we're going to head into the second intermission, talk about the Western Conference, then we'll wrap it up. Stay locked in. Hey, look at that. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with JD Hernandez and hey, Zuri's back. Yeah, just for one last time. So say goodbye to the crowd, Zuri. Yeah, yeah, she's very happy. She's very happy to have me back home. All right, let's let's let her down. Let her run around a little bit. Okay, so it's Friday. The Ducks have only had one game this week, and that was Wednesday night against uh, a not so good team. I mean, let's be honest here. That game was not a good one for the Ducks. Getting blown out like that against Minnesota in the third period. Not fun. 
imagine having to stew after that loss for a while. Also, imagine having to hear on the broadcast that the Anaheim Ducks are the only team in the National Hockey League with zero regulation wins. None. Can they get it against Chicago? Eh, I mean, maybe. Maybe they could. I mean, Chicago's not all that good. And this is where I wanted to look at the Western Conference very quickly. The Ducks are right now close to the bottom, right there with the Sharks and the St. Louis Blues. But also down there, the Vancouver Canucks and the Nashville Predators. Would you believe the Blackhawks are at 500? I mean, Chicago is 5-5-3. Five, five and three. They're not doing as crappy as we thought, which worries me. Because the Chicago Blackhawks right now have had a little bit of a doldrum. I mean, look at the game that happened last night at Staples Center. The Chicago Blackhawks, they kind of had the Kings number for a little bit last night. And this was a game that I happened to watch the tail end of because, you know, they had it on NHL Network. And what happened there was Kevin Fiala scored with 1.4 seconds left on the clock. Scored the game-winning goal for the Kings. The, the Blackhawks' defense was scrambling all over the place. They couldn't do anything. And that's how the game ended. That's how it ended. I mean, he had Deneau on the left side. He had Fiala on the right side. A little bit of a back and forth. The goal is out of position. There's two defensemen out of position trying to do something. And Kings win it. Two to one. Kings are in second place. Blackhawks are down there. After that kind of loss, I would think the Blackhawks are stewing after that game. Because they know they could have won that game at I can't believe it's not Staples Center. They could have won that. And frankly, they probably should have won that game. They should have, and they didn't. So this is another case of a team coming in after a bad loss and saying, we're going to take it out on our next opponent. And that next opponent, once again, happens to be the Anaheim Ducks. So, gee, thanks, Kings, again. Thanks for bringing a team into Honda Center all pissed off. We've seen that multiple times already this season where the Kings take care of an opponent. They leave Staples Center. They go, we could have had that. That's what the Kings are. The Kings have won a couple of games that, I'm going to be honest, they did not deserve to win. On the deserve a win meter, Kings should not have won a couple of those games. And now the Ducks are going to pay for it, probably. Like, that's just my prediction. It's probably going to be painful. Just putting it out there. All right. So I'm going to close just looking at the standings really quickly on the West because it kind of sucks for the Ducks. First place in the West Pacific, the Vegas Golden Knights. They're the cream of the crop, they're the toast of the West. Winnipeg is first in the Central Division. Then you have Dallas, Colorado, 2-3. and three. Then you have Arizona, Minnesota, Chicago, all at 500. But the wildcard team that we got to look out for, 
the Edmonton Oilers, who will be without Evander Kane for about three months because of a wrist injury. Oh, by the way, Pacific Division. Vegas 1, Kings 2, Seattle at 3, somehow. Edmonton at 4. Going back to Evander Kane, I hope you guys didn't watch this. Do not seek this out. But Evander Kane got sliced on the wrist by Pat Maroon. And it got so bad that the cut went down to the bone. Yeah. Evander Kane left the ice right away, screaming in pain. You could see the blood on the ice. It, it was bad, folks. It was really bad. So without Kane, let's see how the Oilers can right the ship in that case. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So that's a brief look at the Western Conference. The Blackhawks. Hey, if the Blackhawks win, they would be in a wild card spot. You never know. So I want to talk a little bit about my trip for a couple more minutes before I head off. So I mentioned that I went to UBS Arena out at Elmont, New York. Terrific new arena. Highly recommend checking out a game there. If you're going to go, get there early. The anthems are cool. The merch game at UBS Arena is among the best in the league, mainly because it's a new arena, but also they got some, they got some really cool stuff there. Now, I did pick up one thing. I mean, I didn't really get a new jersey, but, you know, when the Ducks play the Islanders next, you'll see that I got a little addition to that jersey. So that's pretty neat. <sighs> so fun times. Highly recommend it. Gullhorn still sounds good. The food there is amazing. Check it out. And they also have not baseball cap helmets, but they have goalie helmets for ice cream. Super cool. And this is the last time I will talk about this. The New York Marathon is one of the best marathons that I've ever done. It took a while to finish it because it was record-breaking heat and record-breaking humidity. 75 degrees but with 90% humidity. The heat index was in the 80s. It, it was ridiculous conditions, folks. It really was. I don't think anybody I knew had a negative split, and hardly anyone PR'd. I certainly did not PR. My PRs for a major, for a world major, is still Chicago. I finished Chicago Marathon an hour earlier than the New York Marathon. So that tells you a lot about the conditions and about each course. New York is a tough course. But I still did it. I still finished officially. And now I'm just going to pull this out. Because why not? I've now got three world majors to my name. So halfway there. You know, Chicago Marathon. This one was way back. Let's fix the focus here. There we go. That's better. So that's the first one. Chicago Marathon. Still one of my favorites that I've ever done. Yep. Nice little PR time. That was my PR at the time. I have had a faster marathon since then. Boston. Got to do Boston. Boston is an emotional course. If you've run it, you know why. But that one's emotional. And then there's this one. I'm very proud of this. Getting to run the streets of New York. 
getting to do that marathon. One of the best things ever. So that's just self-indulging, something that I'm going to be proud of for a while. Three majors, three medals. <sighs> I guess the world races are next now. I guess, I guess I should maybe do, I don't know, maybe Berlin next, Tokyo. Who knows? Who knows what race is next? But I hope you guys join me on that journey. It's going to be a fun one. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. Thanks once again for listening or watching. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc., etc. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks, but just follow the personal Twitter because it's really fun. A lot of cool stuff about running, plays, you know, all that, all that stuff. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, folks. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks run together.